everybody. Welcome to the NC Real Estate Podcast. I'm here again with Lorenza. Hi there, everybody. And this week, we are discussing Becoming the Boss, as this was the YouTube video we put out last Wednesday. And since we've had a couple of questions, and so as usual, we're going to run through them and answer these questions so that everybody gets a chance to hear the answers. Great. So let's get straight into it. Um, Becoming the boss was a real eye-opener for me. Um, Watching the video alerted me to the fact that knowing exactly what is going on with your property portfolio is really the only true way to success. So as Natasha mentioned, we've we've had a couple of questions about uh, the Become the Boss video that was uploaded last week. And um, yeah, let's bring a couple of them to the forefront and see if they could be useful to any any listeners out there. Mm So the first question is, um, how do you think it is that landlords and property investors get into the position of not knowing what is going on with their properties? I mean, this is their business, it's their income, and surely people want to know exactly what is going on and what profits they're making from their properties. I think the danger is now in the property industry that you can outsource everything you know you outsource the sourcing of your properties someone else will go and find what property you want to buy and then you just buy it you then put it in the hands of a managing agent you then just assume that the managing agent is doing everything correctly for you so the managing agent should be doing your account should be collecting your uh, rent they should be doing all the expenditure and then the managing agent will just run it for you and if they any solicitors need to be involved or any other contractors need to be involved really they just do it so actually then landlords get into this habit of just owning an asset where they're only getting in the income you know once a month that's all they're seeing and that income will come with the deductions of whatever the managing agent spent so actually it can get to a stage where you have no idea what's going on in your portfolio because you just see the the rent coming in or the net rent coming in every month. Um, And some landlords that I've talked to haven't even seen some of their properties before, which is so, so, so dangerous because how do you know what you can do with your portfolio and how you make it better and how you change things? And how do you know how to manage your managing agents? if you don't know how to do it yourself. And that's a real dangerous part of being in business because if you don't know exactly how to run every single little part of your business, you don't know how to manage the people who are working for you. Um, One of the great, great examples of this is um, an amazing restaurant chain in the United States, um, Cheesecake Factory, which is one of my favorites. Whenever I'm over there, I'll definitely go. They, all of the managers who run each of the stores will know exactly how to do every single job in that store. And if they don't know how to do every single job in the store, they don't get the management position. Yes. So, but it just means that if they need to jump in with anything, say someone doesn't turn up for work one evening, they can do it. So they'll be able to cook every single dish. So if a chef doesn't turn up or if, Um, a waiting staff doesn't turn up they'd be able to wait on tables they can do every single thing and that is so important for you to be able to do within your business now once you've got that down to a tier it doesn't mean you can't outsource but you have to know how to run things to be able to manage the people who then you outsource it to 
Yes, I guess because um, so many things change over time. I mean, people could resign from their jobs, for example, and you're stuck with, um, you know, not knowing how to do a very important aspect of of your job. And, um, and to keep that whole thing running, you know, even if it's just a case of knowing how to do it in an emergency situation, but knowing how to do it. Exactly, exactly. Because what ultimately the buck stops with you being the business owner and managing your property the buck stops with you yes the managing agents have to sort some some of the items out like if you give them if you sign a contract where they're in charge of health and safety or maintaining the property to a certain standard yes the managing agents are responsible for that but ultimately say your tenant stops paying rent or there's something that goes wrong with the business or with the property, sorry, you have to make the decision on that. You can't allow someone else to make the decision because it's not their decision to make. So whatever that happens, the buck stops with you anyway. So you have to know what's going on. I see. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's really important. Um, all right. On to another question. Um, something else that came up was with regards to a strategy. So in your video, you mentioned um, how it's important to have certain strategies in place. Um, so I guess when someone has allowed their property portfolio to slide, the whole process of getting back on one's feet can be really overwhelming. Um, so the question is here, where is the best place to begin? The best place to begin is to start asking questions of your portfolio. It's not to all of a sudden jump straight in, take everything back, decide that you're going to be in charge of everything. Um, it's overwhelming. It is super overwhelming. You don't want to do that to start off with, but you need to start asking questions. You definitely need to know how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, and why you are spending that money. Don't just start saying yes to every single invoice. Start questioning it. Start recording it. Start really taking an interest in the information that you're getting every month. Yes. And then from, yeah. from there, take an interest in your property. Um, if your property is leasehold, then go and find the lease and read through the lease and see what actually your responsibilities are as a landlord. Um, and if you've got an AST, a short, short-held tenancy with your tenants, then have a read through that. Know exactly what's going on. Because if you've not done that before um, and had a real proper look, then you're uninformed about what's going on with your property to begin with. Um, mm. And it's just really taking small steps to understand everything. I would also advise that you go and inspect your property. Ask your managing agents to inspect the property. Um, when the letting process begins, when you're going to be letting the property, then speak to your letting agent. Have an idea of what rent you want to be putting in there. You don't just rely on someone else your letting agent to advise you what the best rent is have a look around the market as well and see for yourself if you feel comfortable with that rent because taking that small interest at really important times when these things come up means that you start getting more back you start getting in control a bit more and you can start advising the people that are running the your properties for you of exactly what to do and that gives you more control and that makes you become the boss okay yes so it's taking small steps and really asking the right questions, yeah. um, just feeling more confident in 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 the whole in the whole ball game. Yeah, really. Exactly. All right. Um, you also mentioned in your video that you know of some clients who have let their um, property portfolios slide, and as a result, had some really serious repercussions. 
um, I'd like you to maybe share with your audience um, one or two of um, these examples. Um, what, what were the consequences of letting somebody, of, of somebody letting their property portfolio slide? Um, and what is the result of not being the boss of your own property portfolio? Well, here's a massive one that um, I've experienced very recently in that um, a client didn't even know that their managing agents weren't acting in their tenant's best interest. And for months, apparently this tenant had been trying to get into the managing get in contact with the managing agent over broken things within a flat. It was like they didn't want to be, it was, you know, there was problems with the washing machine, there was problems with the fridge freezer, there's problems with leaky taps. You know, it's all these little things that had been building up and the managing agents had literally just been batting it back to the tenants saying it was their responsibility. Um, and the tenant was finding it really, really difficult to live in the flat because it was just so many little problems and they were wasting so much time um, yes. trying to trying to figure it out um, and eventually they got in contact with um, the, my client and they said to them well actually you haven't been doing your job properly so I want to leave the property and they served notice on the client and the client had no idea that this tenant was in such a bad place and had had so many issues and to get the break notice served at six months when the landlord thought that actually they weren't going to serve the break everything was fine the property manager had been telling them that you know everything was fine not to worry so he he just assumed that he was going to be getting a 12-month letting and actually he only ended up getting six months six months yeah which is um which can actually really mess up um, a lot of other aspects of your life when you're relying on that as an income. Exactly, because then you have to then pay for reletting fees. You could have yes. a void period. Um, it's going to be costly to fix these expense, these maintenance problems, which have been going on for a lot longer than than they needed to. Because it's have been a short. I mean, a, a very easy problem to fix in the beginning, um, but gets worse with time when not attended to. Exactly, but also because. He was, he was so struggling as well because he'd never actually seen one of these properties. And so he didn't really know how to advise the tenant when the tenant served him notice directly. And that already puts him on the back foot. But if he showed an interest and he was asking the property managers more what the tenants were asking them and if they'd been in contact and really been involved in that, then actually he could have sorted that out prior to that prior to the tenant serving notice and he could have kept them in and maintained a really healthy relationship but th the thing is now that that tenant won't be renting a property from him again and he's got quite a few in the local area but he won't they the tenant also won't be using that managing agent because they just do not want the hassle and that puts you in a really bad position because it makes you as a landlord look incredibly bad that you're outsourcing to someone who actually isn't that great at what they're doing and the only way you know if they're good or not is by really catching up with them quite often and asking the right questions you know has this maintenance been done have you heard from the tenants recently um is the rent being paid on time what expenditure is going on you ask the right questions because then you'll get the answer that you can start making a decision um yes. on what you want to do and i really strongly advise that you do actually make sure that your tenant has your contact details. And I know a lot of landlords are going to be like, oh, I don't want my tenants getting in contact with me at the wrong, like all overnight. And 
at weekends and blah, 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 blah. Well, actually, tenants are quite respectful of your time. They will go to the managing agent, but they start feeling like they're in a really difficult position if they can't get to the landlord and the managing agent isn't doing what they think that they should be doing. So actually, if the tenant then reports something to you that the managing agent's not doing, you don't necessarily have to do anything about it apart from get in contact with your property managers or get in contact with the person who's not doing the prop- their job right. That could even be your contractors and say to them, actually, I've had this complaint. You need to be sorting that out or asking them to what what's going on? Why hasn't this been dealt with? And if you've got a solution and you think that you know how it should be dealt with, then tell them to do it that way. Don't just sit on it and think, oh, they know best. Because sometimes everybody gets in situations where they may not be thinking in the way that you think. So you may think a situation is easy, but someone else may not have even thought about that response. So it's always good for you to be telling your the people you outsource to exactly how you want things to be done so that they can do that too and then they know that's okay to do it yes absolutely and i think it's also it it doesn't have to be um a lot of work necessarily on your side it could be a monthly email check-in um you know just to say just to check in and say, you know, what's news and, and just to keep in contact, really. Yeah. And make sure that nothing's being swept under the rug without without you knowing. Exactly. And it would also be a really good idea that if if you do not want to take your property management in, in-house, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because property management is actually something you can do really, really easily. But if you don't want to do it, then I really strongly advise that at least once a year, you arrange with your managing agent to go and inspect that property and go and see it for yourself and understand it if you can twice a year even better but at least once a year diarize it and go and see your properties yes okay that's some good advice thanks um all right the final question i have is let's say that i have a small portfolio of properties and have made the commitment to myself to get organized and in the know with regards to what's going on in my properties I want to create an essential monthly checklist. What would, you, what would you say are the most important things to be checking every month with regards to one's property? I think income and expenditure are the main things that you need to be checking on each month. Everything else um, is quarterly and yearly. So monthly do your income and expenditure, quarterly do inspections, yearly you've got your um tenancy renewals or you've got to be reletting the property and every year start looking at what maintenance you're going to be doing for that year what haven't you done for the last couple of years you know when you relet the property are you going to be needing to put new carpets are you going to be needing to do a redecoration when was the last time you've done your kitchen when was the last time you've done your bathroom but that doesn't mm-hmm. need to be something you're looking at on a monthly basis. That just needs to be something you're looking at at the start of the year, maybe January or put it at the same time when the tenancy comes up for renewal. And just have a look at it and see what's right to do that year. Now, obviously, in between, the tenant's going to be reporting things to you and thing, maintenance problems may come up. So you're going to have to be reactive in that sense. Um, and so that could be a daily basis or once every couple of months. So you just react to that as that happens. But definitely every year, sit down and have a look at and plan for what you're going to be doing that year. Um, And also yearly, make sure you're doing a review of what rental income you get and having a look to see 
what rental income what rentals are doing in the local area have they gone up have they plateaued have they gone down where is Mm -hmm. the rent for your property and make sure you really know what's going on with that okay all right so yeah at the end of the day in terms of you know a monthly checklist it's really just about how much money is coming in and how much money is going out Um, and then the rest of the things are are kind of more passive or they have you know longer uh, longer points before you have to recheck. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for that. Thanks for chatting to me about becoming the boss of your <laughs> property portfolio. And yes. Well, I'd like to say that it is a lot easier than you think it is. Just because everybody else is outsourcing it doesn't mean that you have to. It is actually a lot easier. And it is so important to get involved in your portfolio and know exactly what's going on because that then gives you the knowledge to go and run and expand your portfolio. You can see what's working, you can see what's not working, and that gives that means that you can change the things that aren't working, run with the things that are working, and use that knowledge to expand your portfolio with. I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right then, so um, if you have any questions, don't forget to write to Natasha at NC realestate.co.uk um, what are some of the other ways that we can contact you or also, people can contact get in contact with us over on www.ncrealestate.co.uk which is our website um, if you go onto the website you'll see our link to our Facebook group which we're always in Property Investment Mastery so don't forget to click that and join the group um, and also sign up for our mailing list where you get everything first every Wednesday morning at 8.15am we send you our YouTube video for the week and you get everything else that's going on as well first before anybody else gets that so head on over to the website again it's www.ncrealestate.co.uk where we put all of our information so have a good look around and my blog's over there as well so have a look at that because it's got so much information okay well thanks a lot natasha that's all right thanks lorenzo speak to you again next week okay Bye. bye